What is good everybody? Welcome back to another episode of episode of 442. Once again, this is your boy Christian and today, man, like always, we are going to talk about soccer. We're going to talk about the travel, we are going to talk about uh what else? Should we talk about Messi coming to the United States? Maybe we'll probably talk about that, get my thoughts in there. And yeah, a couple more other more things about, you know, what's coming on later on in the week. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get the pleasantries out the way. You can find the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 442. Don't forget, there's going to be new videos coming out. I'm actually getting uh, a few interviews done. So I'm very excited about that, getting to connect with different people. Just had one with Andres Schimmelman. A, an Argentinian reporter uh, or reporter and slash soccer commentator from Argentina that actually follows the Argentinian league or does the Argentinian league in English from Argentina. So it's pretty cool conversation uh, that we had there. Uh, he talks about how he learned Spanish, which, you know, put, spoiler alert, he learned it watching TV. So how crazy is that? You know, I'm sure he had some classes here and there, but his Spanish or his English is immaculate. Honestly, it's probably better than mine. So go check that out. Really fun conversation. Uh, you can find it on the YouTube channel. You can also find it on the feed as well here. Uh, we So there's a new conversation coming out uh, here on Thursday. I don't know when you listen to this. But uh, I'm going to be talking to my middle school soccer coach. Uh, I got to connect with them back at Volt League. So I'm going to talk about a little bit about that as well. Volt League. So um, we were able, so I, I saw him there and I was like, hey, this guy looks very familiar. I went up to him and I asked him, I was like, hey, did you happen to, you know, back in 2005, did you coach a soccer team back in a middle school in Houston? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, bro, you were my coach. Uh, so it's funny because I've been trying to reach out to my coaches uh, from like back in the day to kind of talk to them and, and do all that. So it's, it's going to be, you know, fun conversation as well. So go ahead and check that out. That is coming out here in a couple of days. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it's also going to be coming on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. Another thing. Uh, what else? Just, you know, Man City Treble. I think we, oh, well, we already talked about that. But yeah, check out the Instagram, Twitter, and all the good stuff there. So without further ado, let's get to it. So three, three, three topics. Three topics. For you guys tonight, uh, we're going to have, we're, we'll go ahead and, and get Manchester City at the way. So Man City has probably become the best team in, I don't know if it's exaggerating when I say the f best team in the history of soccer. Maybe, maybe not. I think there has been others before I was a, a, alive and born. But I think of this generation that we are living today, I think in the last maybe after the Barcelona of, you know, coincidentally enough, that's a good word, coincidentally, uh, the Barcelona of Pep Guardiola and all that, I think this Man City is probably the best team that we have seen after that. Uh, you know, the whole Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, you know, Pujol, uh, Pique, uh, Dani Alves, like that was a great team that I think most of us uh, fell in love with that. You know, Ronaldinho at the time and, and everybody that just kind of, came out of La Masia and, you know, just kind of built, you know, soccer for a generation. And I think this Manchester City is also going to be a staple of the new generation. So, you know, right now I'm in my 30s, but I think the guys kind of coming out of high school now and going into their early 20s, you know, they're going to be 
uh, you know, this Man City is going to be a before and after for them in a way, right? Like, if you, if you like soccer like that, right? Uh, so, Man City won the Premier League, the FA, the FA Cup title against Manchester United. The Premier League basically almost went head-to-head -head with Arsenal the whole way through. And then... In this uh, Champions League, they left on the road, you know, uh, Real Madrid. They left on the road, you know, of course, in the final Inter. So it, it wasn't easy. It, they make they kind of made it look easy. But then again, you know, they do have a super team. So it, it kind of, you know, takes it to the question of the Man City super team is the greatest in the world or he, they should have been the best in the world because they had the best players, you know, playing soccer today in the world. You know, you got Jack Grealish, who I think, you know, legend says he's still partying somewhere. Uh, you got, you know, Haaland, who is probably the best striker at the moment in the world. You know, you have a guy like Julian Alvarez on the bench, you know, 20-year-old kid, 22-year-old kid, uh, World Cup champion, Libertadores champion, now, you know, Premier League champion, now Champions League champion, even though he didn't play a minute of the Champions League final. And then... You know, you have kids like Foden, who got a little bit of time. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, who is probably going to be the most influential player out of all that whole team. You got Rodri. You got uh, Gundogan, if I'm not mistaken. That's how you say his name. And you can just kind of go on and on, you know, looking at the Stones. Man, what a game from Stones. He did leave a little bit early, but... To be honest with you guys, I didn't know shit about Stones. I probably was the first time I heard about Stones. But he impressed me a lot. Even though that final was a kind of slow final. I mean, it is, you know, two of the best teams in Europe that are playing for it. So you kind of expect it to be somewhat of a, uh, you know, as a, what's it call it? Um, when you're in traffic, like a deadlock type thing, you know, they're trying to do, do a lot of damage. I think Inter uh, Milan played a really good game, a really good defensive game. They didn't let Man City do a lot of damage to them. Obviously, when they got to them, they got to them. But it wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot of difference made from Man City. Man City actually looked a very, a very sketchy in the beginning. The goalkeeper, Emerson, Edmerson, Edmerson. Uh, had a couple of mistakes uh, in the first half. Three mistakes, if I'm not mistaken, where he gave like three passes that were just nowhere. And it could have been really dangerous. It could have gone the other way easily. Uh, in the second half, uh, Lukaku had a couple of chances. You know, Lautaro Martinez had a, maybe one or two chances. And they were, you know, Man City was able to respond to those attacks from Inter Milan. So honestly... Um, I was actually going to go out to um, the Phoenix where Manchester City supporters were going to hang out. Uh, last minute, I decided not to go to it. Uh, I was I actually stayed uh, home and actually across the street, I have some family members, believe it or not. And I went to go watch it over there with them. Um, it probably, you know, probably I should have went to the Man City thing because they probably got a little bit more excited. But to be honest, the game was very boring, in my opinion. But, you know, that's what you expect from two teams that are fighting, you know, to the nail for a such a great title, which is the Champions League title. It was probably the best cup after the World Cup. You know, uh, I think you can have like the World Cup, Champions League and then Copa Libertadores like right there, you know, at the heels of Champions League. To me, those are the probably the best titles to win. 
Um, and Julian uh, Alvarez has all three of them. So how, figure that out, right? So that that's crazy. And he's just barely starting kind of, you know, in life with 22, 23 years old. So that's crazy. So congratulations to Man City as long as, I mean, I don't really like Man City. I used to kind of like Man City. But lately, now that I'm getting more into the Premier League and more of an Aston Villa fan, you know, you just kind of start building a little bit of hate for them. Maybe, you know, it's the bangwagony uh, aspect to Man City, you know, all the the new money, obviously super stacking the team and all that. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you can say it's fair game, even though there are accusations of Man City uh, somewhat cheating when it comes to you know the the financial side of things but at the end of the day they are champions they're lifting the trophies uh is 11 v 11 even though their 11s are a lot better than other 11s but at the end of the day it is what it is uh they have lost many games too so i mean obviously they're not unbeatable they just happen to play a lot better than most teams at the moment so it's it's a discussion that i think could be made for forever and then another discussion that could also be in the discussion board forever is the Pep Guardiola discussion. So a lot of people are actually um, talking about, you know, is Pep Guardiola the best uh, coach ever or, you know, one of the goats when it comes to coaching? You know, you have a lot of people like Mourinho. A lot of people hate Mourinho uh, because of that, because of the defensive way that he has, the style, you know, Johan Cruyff. A uh, legendary coach, you know. Some people even have Marcelo Bielsa in high regard, and just many other, you know, coaches that you can kind of think of, right? But the the truth about Joseph Guardiola is that he always had really good teams. You know, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and Manchester City. He always had good players, good teams, good academies, a good amount of money to be spent on players that he ever he wanted you know he just kind of pointed the finger and got i mean jack grillish went for a hundred million dollars or million pounds so i mean you can't just like pull that out of the ass basically right uh that's what kind of what psg was trying to do but i think you know at the end of the day you do need a good mastermind behind the good players because i mean psg couldn't do it right and you could say they had probably three of the best players of the top 10 players to play at the moment, you know, and Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi, and they could do not anything, they didn't do damage at all, so at the end of the day, I guess you do need a mastermind, right, to kind of put it all together, but that's just the way that the cookie crumbles, so we're going to move on to, uh, we want to talk about, Vol- well, let's go talk Messi, since we already mentioned Messi, so Messi is coming to the MLS, it seems like it, nothing official 100% yet, uh, even though the MLS has kind of basically said that, you know, they're open arms uh, waiting for his, you know, arrival type thing. But nothing has been officially said. Miami, same thing, same thing. You know, they put out a little bit, a little video talking about Messi, his jersey, the number 10 and all that. Um, and and it seems to be real. It seems to be happening. Uh, to me personally, it's, it, it kind of threw me off in a way, to be honest with you guys, because I really thought, you know, he was going to go back to Barcelona. Um, but then looking at, you know, bigger picture, you know, Miami is probably the best possible scenario for him. He has friends here. You know, Cunaguero is like his best homie. And he lives here, basically. 
um, AFA, which is the Argentina Federation. They were going to build a soccer complex here in the United States, in Florida, to be more specific, so they could train here instead of having to go to Argentina to train for you know specific tournaments or whatever it may be, work qualifiers or I mean even now the World Cup is coming to the U.S. So why not stay close, kind of get the weather you know acclimated and all that stuff, you know get an upper hand. Maybe try to go back to back or something. Who knows? Um, and, you know, just the lifestyle here in the United States, you know, as much as we want to, I don't know, cap on it. Some people cap on it. I, I don't. I love this country, to be honest. And and that's what, you know, Messi wants. You know, at, he's at a stage in his career where he's, you know, he's looking into retirement. You know, let's be honest. He's already in his mid-30s. Which uh, for most soccer players, that's the end of their careers. He, Messi probably has a good three to four years maybe on him, maybe less. And, you know, he's looking for stability. His kids, you know, they're growing up here in the United States. You know, I guess we can say it's kind of safe, <laughs> uh, you know, safer than most places. Right. And then just going to Saudi Arabia, the culture and all that, even though the money was going to be big, you know, a billion dollars, a billion um, that would have been nice, but I think he was looking more into the lifestyle, culture-wise, and all that like that. I mean, in Argentina, he wouldn't be he wouldn't been able to live a normal life, to be honest. You know, Argentinians are psychopaths, and you know, I'm one of them. And Messi in Argentina would have been, you know, basically God on earth in a way, uh, which is a little you know a little exaggeration, but I think the way that we re- revere. Um, the way that we revere uh, soccer players and knew all that, I mean, we're, we're just a little too much, to be honest. And I think I don't think in Argentina he would have been able to keep a regular lifestyle. Um, and we already mentioned Saudi Arabia is just different, you know, different culture. And the United States is, you know, it's somewhat safe. You can get stability. People are not going to bother you as much. And you know, he probably go to a gated community somewhere. You know, live amongst other rich people. And I think people in Miami are probably accustomed to having, you know, famous folks around. So, obviously, for the first couple of years, maybe he'll get recognized and this and that. It'll probably be annoying. But I think at the end of the day, he'll be able to retire in, in somewhat of peace if he wanted to, in, you know, here in the United States. Also, the economy is better than, than others. You know, and, you know, not to get too political, but, you know, that's... I think those things... He has in mind for him and his family and all that. So, um, but another flip of the coin is you know the, the whole what the league is doing to kind of make this happen, right? So a lot of people are talking about you know rules being bent, um, you know some things kind of being put out of place. I mean, basically, it seems like the whole league, the entire league, had to put money for this to happen so you know how crazy it is that every single owner of every single team it seems like um had to actually put out of their pocket so they can get messy but then you know when you sit back and you think about you know what messy really represents for the sport if you you know i i think i might be a little bit biased because obviously i'm argentinian but if you kind of sit back and look at what the what he means for the sport i mean we're probably looking at the best soccer player to have ever played soccer in the history of the sport and that's i mean that's an insane sentence when you think about it you know i I, like i said i've never experienced maradona i've never experienced pele 
and according to you know history and and just people they were the goats um, but I think when you look at Messi and everything he has done, especially with the World Cup this past year, uh, has co- really consolidated himself as the greatest ever. So, you know, he's a true GOAT, in my opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. And to kind of get that and make that move to the United States and bring him to the MLS, who, which is still a league. It's a very competitive league, to be honest. But it's a league that's still kind of, you know, growing. Um, so to get him here, you kind of have to have a lot of incentives. So, you know, Adidas deal, Apple TV deal, uh, even, you know, potential ownership of a club deal. All that is in the bag. All that is on the contract if, you know, according to all the sources. So it seems like it, it's going to be a win-win for everybody in a way. I mean, Miami has already sold out every home game, every away game everywhere. So somebody's going to get a nice paycheck there. And it's going to pay off at the end of the day, I think, for the soccer community. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Messi. Messi has has given people the, the best moments of their life or the worst. But I but I think he still has made you feel some type of way about the sport. And, and I think that's all that matters in a way, right? The good times, the bad times, but at least there's some feelings there. So it is it is what it is. Um and then to kind of finish off here, the podcast will try to keep it short, even though I never keep it short. I want to talk about Vote League since it's something that, you know, I've been doing. I'm kind of passionate about. It's a project that, you know, I'll, I'll probably have Sebastian on here in a couple of weeks uh, as well. We'll do another interview and talk about, you know, the challenges and, and kind of everything that goes behind putting a soccer league together with uh, and it has two divisions. Division one has nine teams. Division two has seven teams, and if I'm not mistaken, so that's 16 teams that are competing uh, week to week. You know, a, a lot of people, a lot of moving parts. Uh, there's video involved. You know, referees, fields. I mean, when you think about all the logistics and everything that it takes to get everything planned out and and running and you know going smooth for the players make them feel comfortable you know have them make them have the best experience ever you know it's it's a lot of work so we'll have them on to kind of talk about it but i just kind of want to share my experience um which was i commentated a bunch of the games um i was on a little hiatus for a little while because of work and just kind of life has you know was kicking my ass a little bit uh time wise and you know there's a lot of games to kind of be out there and you know there's a little bit of distance between me and the fields about about 40 i mean honestly everything in houston is about a 30 to 40 minute minute drive so it's not that much a big of a deal but you know it's just the time consuming and you know waking up early staying up late doing everything that i had to do here at home and all that so it, it got a little difficult but i was able to make it out to the last few games uh, I was able to be there for the final, a great final. Uh, AC Juniors, you know, one of the teams created by by Sebastian, and going against another team he created, Ghost on Saints. He was the one kind of masterminding the whole logos, aesthetics, and everything like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, it was a two-zero victory for AC Juniors, who actually played the final last year, the last season uh, against Houston Rovers. Uh, last first three seasons were seven v seven tournaments. Uh, or competitions this year season four we decided to go 11 v 11 you know kind of give it a try and you know put our our name out there in the in the houston soccer world and i think we did great 
uh, you know, I'm including myself, even though he did all the work, basically. Uh, but I think we did great. A good product came out. A lot of people supported some good sponsors. You know, we're, we're looking for people, sponsors, businesses that want to put their names on front of jerseys. Um, you know, people that want to support local soccer. I mean, not only Vote League, but, you know, maybe even Cuatro Cuatro Dos or even maybe uh, Bayou City Soccer. You know, like I think it's all a conjunction of soccer people that love the sport, that love the community. And we're all about, you know, loving the sport and loving the community. And we try to do the best we can to kind of give that out for, for the fans, for everybody listening or watching or, you know, reading or whatever it may be, right? Um, but it was a great, great video. Great, uh, the YouTube is available right now. The the, the game, uh, it was played on Sunday. Right now we're sitting on Tuesday night, almost Wednesday. It has over a thousand views. Um um, you know, over a thousand views, there was a hundred and about 150 people watching there at the game. I mean, the field was surrounded with fans, family members, you know, just people that came out to watch a really good game. And then since we stream it live, there was about a hundred, at one point we got to 130 something people watching from, you know, Nigeria, Spain, uh, Venezuela, Honduras, Chile, uh, a bunch of different countries were watching and I was like and I was so amazed because I was like man that's crazy how this movement of soccer is being literally broadcasted worldwide at the moment so it kind of blew my mind I was very humbled by it um, hopefully it did a great job and hopefully you guys enjoy the you know the final product uh, we're going back to season five I think in September so we're gonna give ourselves a few months to kind of get everything ready you know sebastian has to get all the jerseys ready uh all the logistics all the looks everything like that like i said i'll have him on the podcast so you can kind of give his side of the story but i think it's going to be great for the community for everything we had a lot of uh, independent teams wanting to uh come in and join the movement so i'm really you know if you have a team and you want to be part of it if you have a club or something like that and you want to be part of this um we're doing the best we can to provide the best atmosphere for the amateur player. And even for those guys that are looking to go pro, I mean, we give you all the tools and everything to kind of create your own highlight reels and all that. So it's, it's going to be amazing. You know, shout out to Uzo, who also does some of the video stuff, all the visuals that you might see. I can't remember the name of the photographer, but he does really great work, you know, putting his work out there, photography. And, you know, Sebastian's parents that are, you know, they do all the video or, you know, they, they try to help out with all the machinery, machinery, machinery and all that. So shout out to, to the whole family there. Shout out to Sebastian, you know, a very passionate kid uh, that wants to kind of see the sport grow and, you know, has dreams of, of making it big. And I think, you know, with the support of everybody and the support of the Houston community, I think this project, this pageant project could actually turn into something great. So. And also shout out to Matias Almeida's uh, training center who helped us out, you know, with the fields and all that. So that we're going to be that's going to be our home from, from now on. And that's where, you know, Vote League is going to be played. So at least we have a place. We have a home. So that's the beginning of everything. And now, you know, everything is going to like dominoes. Everything is going to fall in place. And, you know, we're going to have a great experience. So if you haven't, like I said, if you're a soccer player. If you have a team or even even if you don't have a team, we, we're doing like a little draft for some players to kind of, you know, get plugged in and join. So if you want to just go to vault-league.com um, and check that out and sign in and do all that. 
and hopefully you guys uh, have fun and you know hopefully I'll call some of your games and you know scream out some goals um, but other than that man I think those are the only news that we have I mean there's probably other stuff but honestly I don't remember but it is what it is don't forget on Thursday we'll have a, another conversation another interview hopefully you guys enjoy it I really I enjoyed it a lot I actually stayed talking to him I mean I haven't seen him since 2005 so imagine all that we were able to catch up, talk about high school soccer, talk about, you know, struggles of, you know, coaching high schoolers and, you know, every all the drama that comes with it, you know, club soccer and just like a bunch of different things. So without further ado, thank you guys. Y'all have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good morning. And we'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. Have a good one. We're out.